0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Ranamek McBerth, i your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. Welcome aboard, everybody. Where is everybody, actually? Let's see. Whoa, we are kind of low on our turnout. Let's hope that doesn't mimic what we get, donde esta, you know, uh, the election. Let's hope everybody shows up. Anyhow, actually, we are starting to fill up. We're starting to fill up again. Norman Reynolds says, hoy estoy aquí también. He says he's here today. And Paul in is in the house. He says, ATL checking in. in." Melanie Keaton says, evening all. And, of course, there is the dependable, filled with posts. AVQ, Michael Rudnin. How are you doing, my dear brother? And anybody else in the house, make yourself known. Eric Hayes says, why is leftist media freaking out over Musk buying Twitter? Afraid of transparency? I don't think so. I just think that they understand that he wants to hurry it up to put Trump back online with the expectation that Trump is going to do something successful. But I doubt it. I doubt it. I am pretty sure that as soon as Trump starts tweeting again, people are gonna remember why they voted him out because he's just a Nkun poop. All right, let's get busy. Eric cases says, affect change. Michael Rudnan says, Yeah, I thought I was all alone for a couple of minutes. Our folks won't leave us abandoned. You know, uh, the notifications go out kind of slowly sometimes. The emails go out. Let's see if the emails are even out yet. I don't Yeah, the emails, apparently, our automated system haven't sent out the emails yet. But Alistair Waters is in the house. She says, Hi, y'all. I missed you guys. You know what, Alistair? It was great seeing you at the last uh, Ask Egberto Anything, but, but, you know what? You're here, you're here. Thank you for being here. Anyhow, let's go ahead and get started. Washington Post, from Michael Rodman. Michael, Washington Post, Countries' climate change pledges built on flawed data post-investigation finds across the world. Many countries underreport their greenhouse gas emission in their reports to the United Nation, a Washington Post investigative has found. An examination of 196-country report reveals a giant gap between what uh, nations declare their emissions to be versus the greenhouse gases they are sending into the atmosphere. The gap ranges from at eight point five billion dollars to as I mean billion to as high as thirteen point three billion tons a year Of underreported emissions, big enough to move the needle on how much Earth will warm. The plan to save the world from the worst of climate change is built on data. But the data the world is relying on is inaccurate. At the low end, the gap is larger than the yearly emission of the United States. At the high end, it approaches the emission of China and comprises 23% of humanity's total contribution. The planet's warming. That is kind of scary. We can't depend on the data, right? Greta Thornburg. Uh, Tweeted, scientists estimate that our actual greenhouse gas effect can be up to 20 to 30% more. I get it. I won't read that one. uh, Sorry. Uh, Michael Rodden says, IMF urged to unlock $650 billion for poor nations facing uh, crisis underrepresented in human history. A coalition of 140 organizations from across the globe on Thursday urged the International Monetary Fund to provide immediate financial relief to low-income nations reeling from the intertwined emergencies of climate change, COVID-19, war, and soaring costs of living. Right in the great majority of the world's countries are struggling amid multiple historic, overlapping, and generally worsening crises. The world's wealthiest countries most must act quickly to assist them by voting for major new issuance of SDRs, as Pakistan Central Bank Governor recently wrote. If rich countries do not act soon. Poor countries will not easily forget how they were let down by a system that has meant to increase your living standards and protect them in an emergency. Mass anger triggered in part that crisis has fueled instability in many countries even leading to the toppling of government in more countries. Look, I want to talk about that because I want to talk about that in the context of OPEC. When OPEC reduces the amount of oil on it, look, we want to get rid of oil. Yes, we want to get rid of oil, dependence on oil. But when OPEC reduces that by $2 million, all that, that hydrocarbons, right? The first people that get hurt are not the people in the United States, are the people in in like Panama. Panama is going through a crisis. You don't see it on TV. People cannot drive. They cannot afford gasoline. They cannot afford to go anywhere. I I just read an article today from Panama where tropigas is about to turn off the natural gas of people, which is a main source of cooking in Panama. And because Tropigas gas isn't being paid with the taxes that people paid into the government coffers to pay for that gas, the private company, tropigas is saying, we are going to turn the gas off. It's the people that are going to suffer. Then I saw another report on the news today that heat and oil for people are going to go sky high. And also it's important that you remember this. This means increased prices for less supply of, 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 of these hydrocarbons. That means it's a direct taking of money out of your pocket and putting it into the well, the pocket of a shareholder. Shameful, shameful. Common dreams. After dumping $15 billion into fossil fuels, World Bank urged, uh, stop investing in climate disaster. Andrew Nastin, Glasgow actions team director said in a statement, we agree with the secretary of treasury yelling that the development finance system needs to be, fit for purpose in order to react to global challenges at crisis such as climate change. It, it, if the world bank wants to be a part of the solution rather than the problem, it needs to stop funding fossil fuels and unlock billions of dollars, support the transition of renewable energy. Now, you know, a lot of countries, right? A lot of countries in Central America and otherwise, they are ripe for investments, that will wean them off of a lot of fossil fuels. Let me give an example. In Panama, we well, the rainfall has fallen substantially, from what I understand, which gives the Panama Canal some issues with water. But we have a lot of drainage in Panama. From La Cordillera de Tabasara, which has a, whenever the rain falls on the Cordillera Tabasara, it goes right into the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean. And there are a lot of valleys in there that are ready and ripe for, you know, without destroying the environment, but ready for good hydroelectric, right? Using tunnels through mountains and all that kind of stuff. It's ready for these humongous projects, which means uh, what would do very well in Panama are electric cars, right? So why not invest in, an, in, an all, on, in a near all electric infrastructure in Panama when it has enough, when, when you look at the water resources and others that could actually, and the sun, given that we're always going to have 10 to 12 hours of sun every, mostly every day, why not go ahead and invest into giving those types of, and I'm, I'm using Panama as an example, but there are a lot of countries around the equator on both sides, within the traffic of cancer, the traffic of, of of that other traffic, that we could do that, right? But no, it's all about fossil fuel, right? So good, good catch, dear Michael Rudnin. CNBC: Biden pardons thousands of people convicted of marijuana possession; orders review of federal laws. That is going to be great. That should also help. I hope with the election for folks saying we want to keep those folks in power. Who will prevent us from, you know, everybody drinks alcohol. That alcohol is no less worse than marijuana, right? The pardons also apply to anyone in the District of Columbia convicted of simple possession of marijuana. Biden has also instructed the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Xavier Becerra, and Attorney General Merrick Garland to, uh, to begin in reviewing how marijuana is classified under the federal drugs. You need to move from a class four to just a recreation thing. All right. Alistair Waters is here. Melanie Keelan is here. Como estas, Melanie? Uh, Michael Ronan says Ellen Musk has censored his opponents. That's not good for the public square. Censorship for doxing threats of violence. Look, the guy's a the guy's a mental case. And you know they they give him too much credit for you know oh he's a genius and he's look the guy's no genius. All right, the guy just has capital and, you know, he's marginally intelligent, like most of the guys who create great stuff in a capitalist society. But to be very intelligent in a capitalist society would be one saying, oh, this stuff is mathematically impossible. All right. All right, let's see what else we got here. Maywood says, good afternoon, everybody. Lee Grant is in the house. Uh, What else have we I got a lot of videos. Eric Hayes says, Uh, Egberto, that is what I'm not talking about Biden wants to do, that's ridiculous Uh, A top lieutenant at the Proud Boys Pleaded guilty for seditious conspiracy Seditious conspiracy I love it, I heard it, yes Yep, the grid in Panama can handle EVS Actually, believe it or not The grid in Panama is probably more robust Than the grid in the United States Likewise, because again uh, We are all interconnected And not only are we interconnected, but we have various sources of of electricity, which means Lago Bayano, Estrella Azul, um, uh, Lago Chagres, Lago Madden. For a small country, we have a lot of different sources of electricity. A lot of different sources of electricity. Brother Cutter is in the house from Germany. Brother Cotter was in the house with me directly at the studios of KPFT talking about that great program he has instituted along with his compatriots at the Humble Area Democrats to put all these different different clubs together. I think it's a lot of them put it together where they are block walking at a pace unheard of in Harris County. John Cotter is our hero. Don't you guys forget that? Bruce Pollard is in the house. He says, estoy aquí. Mucho grato tenerte ahí. Tenerte aquí. Perfecto. Perfecto. ¿Cómo estás, mi hermano? All right. We also have Michael uh, says, I think Eric underestimates how well off the average Panamanian city is doing. He doesn't doesn't have a clue. If you look at Panama City, you think you're in Houston, actually just a little bit more modern because Houston leaves continues to leave a whole lot to, to amortization, which means we got a lot of old stuff. But again, you know, a, a, a lot of Americans would, 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 would go into a panic if they went into Shanghai, if they went into Xi'an, if they went into all these other places that they think are behind the scale. If they go into uh, Lima, Peru, if they go into San Jose, Costa Rica, if they go into a lot of these cities, they'll be shocked. They'll be shocked that also the, even the internet in the, on the average is a lot faster. Why? Because we don't we are not governed by thugs. These governments actually say, you know what? We believe in the commons. The individual individualistic nature of capitalism hurts the average American citizen. But try to tell them that it's hard because they buy into the crap you hear on TV. And there's one of the stories that I'm gonna talk about that. But in fact, yesterday I promised you to play uh what El El Senor um Beto O'Rourke had to say. Beto O'Rourke did something that I that I think he needs to do more often, and point out that the that that the hatred that's put out there by the Republican leadership, the hate and the lies that are put out by them, is a danger. In fact, if you look at a lot of the mass killing in this country, it is based on the premise that the hateful rhetoric from the uh, from Republicans is based on. Check out what he had to say. It's a short clip, but it's a worthwhile clip. I want you to check it out and then we'll take it immediately on the other side because it's a good one
1: this hateful rhetoric this treating human beings as political pawns talking about invasions okay, gonna, in Texas, defending themselves that's how people get killed at the walmart in el Thank paso you, the gentleman in hudspeth uh, that we just learned about yesterday this is incredibly dangerous for texas and is not reflective of our values
0: I want you guys to look at silly, right? What what uh, Eric Hayes just did, but I want you to understand the concept. Eric Hayes wants to, uh, to, to de- wants to belittle uh, Beto O'Rourke, right? So here's what he says: Beto, or do you mean Robert Francis? No, I mean Beto O'Rourke. That's his nickname, just like Ted Cruz is Rafael Cruz. So. If you want to if you want to knock Beto for adopting the the the, uh, the nickname given to him by the folks in his Latino community and yes uh, Robert is my, in Panama they call me Berto okay that's what they call me in Panama Berto because mi nombre es Egberto Willis so my name is Berto and in fact even my license plate at one time was Berto okay so it's a very Latin thing, my friend. Nothing strange about living on the border and being called, Oye Beto, que paso? Beto or Berto is what we call Roberto, Egberto, Rigoberto, and all the other Bertos, okay? And as far as defund the police, uh, it's funny that you haven't seen the lie written out. The lie written out is there for everybody to see how the, they, they, they fraudulently cut a, a statement that he made And made it seem like he said I want the police to be defunded But I do I want a big chunk of the police to be defunded for the portions that don't do their job. In other words, I don't want them handling domestic affairs. I don't want them having psycho- handling psychological affairs. So reduce the amount of money that would normally go to them for doing that kind of job, and let's give it to responsible people who are not going to blow a cap into an innocent person going through a, 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 a mental emergency. John Carter says he really should look... Not further than the two Republican county commissioners in Harris County For actually taking money from the police Which they are From not not going and vote They are causing that to occur Hidalgo out, that's a joke But you know, it's going to be fun for me the day after the election, right? But I digress Anyhow, uh, first real video of the day We're going to watch Herschel Walker turn into El Señor Trump Politicians like Herschel Walker does one thing. It shows how effective Trump was in creating a particular modal where truth doesn't matter. And there, a, there is a group of folk based on ideology that are receptive. They are receptive to having a person lie to them and, and, and put in their minds. I don't care if he's lying. He says it's that way. I'll just accept it at his word, even as every other indication says you're a liar, you're immoral, you're terrible, you're a dangerous person. I want you to listen to Herschel Walker last interview. Close your eyes. Forget about accents. And tell me if this doesn't sound like Donald Trump, how he addresses whenever he gets into trouble. Lie, lie, lie. And then I put a little snippet on Eddie, uh, from Eddie Glaude. That's sort of a pathetic statement. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. any of
2: the mothers of your children, no. To ask why? Why not? Uh why did I need to? Well, because according to the article, one the woman who says that you paid for
1: her to have
2: an abortion is also the mother of one of your children. It seems like that's that's an easy way to. Because of that. the article, I had more kids. That's why I reached out to anyone because I said no, and that's what I mean. When I said no, I, I said it's not correct. That's a lie. And that's what I mean. That's a lie. But if the let woman said that, someone, that yes, she, let me go to her. Thank you. You said that if this did happen, there's nothing to be ashamed of. How do you Wait, say I that? Never said, I never you said it this said, morning on, on YouTube. know what so? I said. I was yeah. talking about something totally different than if this did happen. I said, when I was with my ex-wife in my past, nothing to do with what this woman said. Please I said, it. this this here, the abortion thing is false. It's a lie. And that's what I said. I said, anything happened to my ex-wife or what Christian was talking about, I don't know. But, as I said, if anything happened, there's nothing to be ashamed of because my ex-wife and I have been the best of friends with her husband and my wife. So that's the thing I've said. And I said, nothing. About if it did happen because I said that's a lie. Let me go Wait, to somebody else. Let, go, go, here. let me go here. Oh, here. Let me go here. here. Let me go here. Wait, let me go here. People close to you. I'll put it to you. What's, okay, okay. Really okay. What's your reaction to people so close to you? Your son, a mother of your, le- someone who says that you, the mother of your kids saying that you're lying. What's your reaction to people so close to you saying don't trust you? You're just like what I just said, Democrats are desperate for this seat. This seems seat important. But they're very desperate for this seat. I love my family. I always love my family. I'm gonna win this race. Are you, I know I'm gonna, gonna win this on? race and stuff. will you debate Rafael Warnock in Savannah next Friday? Oh, is he gonna be there? He better be there. He told me he was gonna be there. Are you gonna be there? I will. Okay, so we'll be I'll see you there. Last question is that. Herschel, the Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan went on TV, uh, I think last night, and had some very critical words of you, saying that the Republican Party was in disarray. Yeah. I think his direct quote, well, paraphrasing it, was the only reason he's a Republican nominee is because he scored a lot of touchdowns for the University of Georgia. Now, who was it you said what did that? Jeff Duncan. Oh, Those what is he doing now? Go. Really yeah, but I don't know what is he doing. Now? He's a, he does work for who? Don't you go on some TV show all the time? No, no, don't he go on the TV and talk a lot? Uh, he's still no, no. Him. Don't he go on TV and talk a lot? Right now, you know people like that. Do I listen to? You know people told me I couldn't play football. So do you want me to listen to someone like that? I'm here to win to see for the Georgia people because the Georgia people need a winner. They don't need no one that we see going on right now. Georgia people, for a winner. All right, thanks guys. Well, Herschel Walker is only here because of his name and that he's a black man running against Raphael Warnock. They're playing on race so that these people can vote for someone who will implement policy that will negatively impact poor people and vulnerable people. But they don't have to feel like they're being racist because they're voting for a black man. It's so deeply cynical. The moment we're in is profoundly dark.
0: No. After this interview, yes, we know he's lying, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what is the most hurtful part after the Herschel Walker interview? The response that you heard from people and including shouting women that I heard that they accept from this misogynist, that they accept from this violent lying man what he has to say, and cheering him on into winning a Senate seat that he's neither qualified for, right for, or deserving of. Eddie Glaude hits the nail on the head. Herschel Walker is the embodiment of someone that these people are using as a tool. And, you know, who knows what happens thereafter? but the tool will probably serve his useful purpose if he's elected. Now, my hunch tells me he doesn't stand a chance because I still have faith in most Americans that most Americans will do the right thing. Yes, there are going to be those that are blinded who may not, but I have faith that just like they didn't give Trump a sec well, they never gave Trump the majority of the votes anyway, but just like they the, the overwhelmingly beat Donald Trump in 2020, I think we're going to do the same with this charlatan. Absolutely. So they'll do the same with this charlatan. Michael Rodden and Egberto, uh, in 2016, Trump ran as a far-right populist who pr- promised to make people's lives better and then failed to deliver on any of it. While in office, Trump lied over 30,000 times. In 2020, Trump ran on partisanship triggering the lives and revenge politics that failed to resonate with the majority of the people. And then January 6th should have been the nail in Trump's political coffin. I agree, but unfortunately there's a carnality that Trump, Touched within a large group of Americans on different levels He touched a group He touched a lot of white Americans Into believing that somebody was taking their birthrights And he was there to recover it or prevent it from occurring And still there are a lot lot of white Americans Who don't understand that we are in the same boat The only reason they're voting for these guys And in saying, oh, you vote for Herschel Walker The answer came directly from um, Dr. Eddie Glaude So our job really is to talk to all our brothers and sisters or neighbors. Don't let them use the fallacy of race and all these issues to create these divisions because you know what? It's not real. And guess who gets screwed? They get screwed continuously over and over and over again, over and over again. Uh, let's see, brother. E2247 says, Nesto is er- Ernesto or Ernesto. Yes, that's what we used in Panama, too. Tavo is Octavio. We use that as well. Berto is Egberto. Estas correcto mundo, E2247. Uh, Paul Fleming says, if Trump were to be president again, he would have walked as his VP. Who dumber than Pence? Uh, yeah, uh, he would have, uh, Walker as his VP. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, and I think that that's probably what Walker himself is aiming for. Uh, what else have we got here? Daniel Edo says, just which politician deserves, as you say, Egberto, their positions and what about the deserves the office? Please explain. I, look, I always thought that you should have some sort of a minimum requirement for a holding office, maybe that you can read. Or that you can articulate something. But I don't know. It's not in the Constitution. So I am talking about deserving from the people's point of view. And I think most people's point of view is that he's not going to be deserving. Because to vote for a Herschel Walker means that there's actually something wrong inside Really, it has to be something wrong. If you are willing to put somebody out there who has the mental capacity of a five-year-old to run some major problems within our society, if you're willing to do that based on ideological reasons, you have to examine uh, what's going on. I'm sorry to put it that bluntly, but that's the truth. Reporter Herschel Walker said, "Blurt, bloop, bleep, 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 blurt." <laughs> Herschel Walker, I ain't never said blurt, bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> what I said was blurp, bloop 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 blurp, bleep bleep blurp. Why e 24 Why are you putting me through that to read? Huh? E two two four seven. All right, let's see what else we got here. Daniel Leduc uh, from Michael Rudden. Daniel Leduc, who deserves to be in office? Anyone who will actually make the people's lives better? Herschel Walker has a history of domestic violence. He should actually Herschel Walker should be in jail. That's where he belongs. In jail. Okay. I love this guy, uh, Matthew Dowd. He used to be a uh, well; he's still con- fairly conservative. Um, but I love this guy because um, he's pragmatic and he makes sense. I want you to listen to um, to uh, my friend here. We've had him on the show two or three times before, Matthew Dowd, and then we'll take it on the other side. At last, a pundit puts the puts the appropriate blame. On churches and the corporatocracy for the cancer that is afflicting America right now. It didn't start with Herschel Walker. It didn't start with Donald Trump. It had its genesis around. Well, you know who I've spoken about this a whole lot. The the the, the factor, the, the fact that the uh, Powell Manifesto had a lot to do with the miseducation, the dumbification of America, that allowed the institution of these thought processes and the, again that cancer that is afflicting America. I want you to check out uh, uh, Matthew Dowd. Loved I love this guy's thought process. Check this out, and we'll take it on the other side.
3: The difference may be that that one reveals where we are and that it's a worse place. What is the most crystallizing way to talk about that, to talk about that if you're a Democratic candidate or if you're Liz Cheney and you think Democratic candidates should win or if you're in the media? What what is the the clearest way to have that conversation over the next five weeks?
1: Uh, To me, my vantage point on this, and I always approach this thing both from a value perspective and a strategic perspective in this, is first, you have to tell the truth and say, this is what we're facing in the course of this, and this is where we are, as Eddie has talked about numerous times, and I completely agree, is where we are in America, the soil of America has been poisoned, it is poisoned, it needs to be retilled and brought up, we need to do that, we're doing that in this moment, so tell the truth but I think that's only part of it the next part has to be in a deep way, calling Americans to a shared set of values values that aren't about specific policy issues the 10 point policy list, but values of that we teach our children. You teach your children. We were all brought up in it. Churches talk about it every Sunday, amazingly. Churches talk about this every Sunday. But values like integrity and character and decency and compassion and love, all of those things, we have to talk, we have to want to expose the truth, but we have to call the Americans to a shared sense of values. And not the least of which is the idea that democracy allows us to achieve our best, allows us to do what we think is in the best interest of the common good. And to me, we can talk about all the issues that we we can expose in this, the economy, how, who it serves, uh, choice issues, all of that guns, all of it can be talked about in those sets of values. But one, tell the truth, even if people are offended by it. And two, I think we have to call people to a basic sense of a shared values and get people back to that. And I would I know I went a little long, but I want to add one other thing. This is not a problem that started in politics, but is completely intertwined and invested now in politics. This is a problem that has started, whether it's somebody in a business, large corporations, all Wall Street, whatever it happens to be, where they have adopted an ends justify the means approach, which means whatever profit we can make, whatever we can do to achieve, whatever it is that we want, we can basically do any means. And hope we don't get caught. And if we ca- get caught, we'll lawyer up, we'll do whatever it takes. And so this is a problem. <laughs> this sense of values needs to be infused in our politics, but it needs to be infused in our businesses. And it for sure needs to be infused back into our churches in America, which many churches have
0: lost sight of those fundamental values. He had the pelotas to say it. The business institution, the corporate institution, laissez-faire, the church institution, laissez-faire as they associate themselves with the corporations, with, with, the, with the Republican Party. He got it. We have to look at where the core of this disease begins. It begins in our economic system. It begins in our corporate system. It begins in what we, what we have grown to believe in. And until we get to the core and change it. And when he talks about the morals of the church, the church doesn't belong in politics. The church doesn't belong in the economic system. Otherwise they need to start paying taxes and doing a whole lot more. If they want to be a part of this man humanly system, but he got it. The corporations and the churches, the cause of the cancer afflicting American people. Absolutely so. Let's see what we got here. Um, uh, Lee Grant says Did y'all hear about the air raid sirens in Japan, North Korea missile testing? Where is Biden? Uh, where is Biden? I think Biden was at a factory in Ohio. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a factory in upstate New York in the Hudson Valley, talking about the great the great investments and in bringing it in and doing things. So that's where Biden is. Biden is doing is what's necessary. What would you want, brother brother uh, Grant, for Biden to do that uh, North Korea flew a missile over Japan? What do you want him to do? Please tell me, Patricia E. Forker, welcome aboard. What do you want? Biden to do Mr. Grant you know what we did we had exercises with, North, with South Korea and Japan we had exercises testing the J Dam. that's a big humongous conventional bomb that sometimes sounds like it's a nuclear bomb but what else would you like us to do would you like us to go invade North Korea and let them unleash a few ICBMs however undeveloped they are what would you like us to do I mean, Trump was kissing on on, on, on uh, Kim. He, he said, I have love letters from him. He loved me as if he believed this guy really wrote those letters and it not written by committee. What a clown, right? So let's understand international policies, my dear brother, Lee Grant. B- Biden is doing what he's supposed to do and he's running around the country showing all the things that he did. Because the news media is not doing a very good job of doing that. But anyhow, my dear brothers and sisters, it's time for my ask. I'm going to go real quickly and do that, and then we'll return. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure again that our message Gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right wing doom, How to Make America Utopia are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly, go to politicsdonerightcom PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsduneright.com Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel. Go into politicsduneright.com YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsduneright.com support. All right, folks, um, the, and don't forget you can support us. And there's a new way. Let me let me explain this to you real quickly. Um, I have two podcast systems. One is Politics Done Right, the podcast that's all free, advertised. It's driven by. You know, it pl- pl- plugs a few advertising and it's all audio. And you can g- get that at uh, our, you know, anchor.fm, slash politics on right, iTunes, all the other places. But today I just instituted a new a, a new way. We're, we're, we're having to uh, try to get more revenue in to keep this stuff going. So um, our second uh, podcast called uh, Egberto Off the Record. The podcast is called Egberto Off the Record. It's been out for a while, but we've repurposed it as follows. That particular podcast is a $4.99 podcast per month, a cup of coffee. So I want to ask you so kindly to consider, if you can, to consider, if you can, subscribe into that. Let me tell you what's on that podcast. All of our shows... After Cleaned Up is on that podcast without any ads whatsoever. We also have all our short outtakes on that podcast. I will have it uh, every so often. Uh, I will have things that I put on our that podcast as well as on our uh, YouTube, the portion of YouTube that's, um, that's subscribed to as well. Uh, you know, different different sort of things that I won't put on the show per se, uh, special for you or you know special for those who are subscribing and likewise any incidentals that we have will be there as well. so once again I want to ask you so kindly to consider providing politics politics done right with a cup of coffee a month that is four dollars and99 cents I need. A couple of thousand <laughs> of those, to be to be frank, for all our expenses, if at all possible, combined with the with the other people that we have. So um, go ahead, please, if you have the wherewithal. It's at anchorfm Willis slash subscribe. I'm going to create a politics and right link for it uh, sometime soon. That it's easier. Maybe it's something like politicsandright.com/slash. Egberto off the record, something like that. Um, but anyhow, for now, please consider subscribing to it. It's it's like saying, Egberto, I want to get you a cup of coffee every month. Just every month. One cup of coffee every month. Now, if you want to buy me two cups, you can buy me two cups by doing it at this at, at the Egberto off the record and doing it at YouTube. I mean, you can you can find a lot of ways to help us fulfill this task that I think is sadly needed. I, I have a piece I'm gonna play about the media and explain to you why it is so important that we do what we're doing here and that you support us with what we're doing. Okay, with that, uh, again, I'm going to put that link in there one more time. Please, please, please consider subscribing today. I'd love to, st- to get that off the ground right off the bat real quickly so that we can actually show these folks that it's worth Uh, Worth doing what we're doing. I invested a lot of time today retranscribing and putting all of that stuff in there. So thank you so kindly. All right, let's continue the program. Folks, please um, note that Liz Cheney, I don't agree with Liz Cheney at all. But what I do agree with Liz Cheney is that she's an honorable person and she continues to do. What is right? I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Liz Cheney is at it again. She goes out to Tempe, Arizona and just about told all the Republicans out there in the state of Arizona, you cannot vote for Republicans, folks. You cannot vote for people who don't believe in democracy. You can't vote for people who don't believe in the orderly transfer of our power from one one administration to the other. She went out there and she said it in no uncertain terms. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side.
3: If you care about democracy and you care about the survival of our republic, then you need to understand, we all have to understand that we cannot give people power who have told us that they will not honor elections. Elections are the foundation of our republic. and peaceful transfers of power are the foundation of our republic, uh, and and we must have elected officials in both parties um, who understand and honor that duty and that responsibilities.
0: It is so important. It is so important that we get those like Liz, somebody that progressives simply do not agree with. But we do understand that there are enough people who love this country that says the following. When it comes to ensuring that we can have a Fairly democratic country And not a fascist country We have to take measures And the measures Republicans Good thinking Republicans Moral Republicans uh, Democratic Republicans Freedom loving Republicans The right thing to do The thing that you must do If you believe All that you've been talking about Decade after decade after decade On freedom On all these other issues There's only one answer You cannot vote for Republicans. You have to ensure that power is not laid in the hands of McConnell or for that matter, uh, McDermott or whatever his name is that wants to become the new Speaker of the House. All right. Again, Liz Cheney did the right thing. And once again, she came out, she bucked the system and said, You guys better go out there. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you must vote Democratic. We spend a lot... Exactly. You love the country. You love our freedoms. You love democracy. You can't vote Democrat this time around. It's that interesting. Now, here's a funny thing. Daniel Ledeau says that we are trying to take away something from him. And he, he says... Replying to me with okay, let's start with let me put what he what he writes first, because I think that's a good good art discussion to entertain. Uh he writes, uh where where did he write? Daniel, oh God, I missed uh Daniel Ledo. write, shared sense of values, nicely put. That is an essence of the divide in America. Leftists make the assumption that is their values we should share. Many of us disagree. We have different values that were once shared by all Americans. When leftists like Egberto mentioned shared values, remember it is their values that are talking about values so hostile to my values that they must first destroy everything I believe in. Okay, so let, let's get this clear now. Okay, so somebody, I think I'm ass, uh, val, what what those values are, right? And I think Maywood asked as well. So. Uh, uh, Redo response. Okay, let's start with collectivism and baby murder. Okay, look at this. It's it's Daniel Ledo's side that is trying to take rights away from women. Right? We are not trying. To, if Daniel Ledo does not believe in abortion, if Daniel Ledo doesn't want his daughter, his wife, his his auntie, his mother, whomever, to have an abortion, that's his choice. What Daniel Ledeau would like is to tell my wife, my daughter, my child. And by the way, I don't believe in abortion, but I don't believe I should tell anybody what to do about that. He wants to be able to tell our people what they can do with their body. So it's him inflicting that on us. Then he says collectivism. No, sir. You can have collectivism within a capitalist society. The problem with our government today is that the capitalist society does not allow collectivism. Collectivism says, if you want to partake of capitalism, that's your thing. You can do it. But when you have laws that prevent capital uh, that prevent the effective use of collectivism, if that's what you want, then that's the issue. If most people want healthcare for all, if most people want all these other things, we should be able to have it. And then, if you don't want it, you can step out of it and you can work within the capitalist society but the problem is they want us to subsidize them the capitalists want all of us to subsidize them what do i mean by that most of us want healthcare for all they don't want healthcare for all because they believe the crap that the that the healthcare industry has told them so we must suffer the indignities of having the worst healthcare in the world to enrich a few because they believe a few believe the flawed the reasoning coming from the corporatocracy. So everything Daniel Ledo just said was simply projection, and that is what I try to point out with the right. Most of what they talk about is projection. is what they want to apply to the rest of us. They are the ones who don't want a woman to have a choice. They are the ones who want to be in your bedroom if, if two men are doing some whatever they don't like the two men to do. They want to be able to lock you up for that. Again, it's all about projection. Liz Cheney should be kicked out of the party. It's not your party to kick her out of. She. It's like what I tell folks at the, the different stations I work at. I said, no, 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 no. You can't kick me out of something that I am a part of. It's not for you to kick me out. Monica Kane says Liz Cheney is nothing more than a corrupt rhino. The Cheney finally is full of corrupt. I don't disagree with that, Monica Cayon, at all. But right now, she's serving an important purpose to save our democracy. And she's doing a good job. Okay, I have one other short. Uh, Dennis. McLaughlin, Republicans, liars and cheats. That's what the Republican leadership have been doing for a long time. And we have, uh, let's see, uh, para, ver, para ver, para ver, Dalia Nedos, I value human life even in the warm womb. Apparently, leftists like you, you, def, you decide your, you decide to define it as life in the womb. There are many who do not believe that. Okay, that's simple, and you don't have the right you don't have the right or otherwise to claim you do here's the last video of the day thank you so kindly guys check it out this piece really drove me crazy as you know uh, OPEC and 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 the corporations within OPEC and otherwise they're cutting by 2 million barrels a day the amount of petroleum that will be on the market effective sometime in november well that is these are Corporations and governments creating false shortages to jack prices up, which is what they're, they say they're want, they want to do. They want to jack the price up, which means they are saying we want to create inflation. Okay. OK, now, how does that affect politics? We have all these supposedly learned journalists saying, oh, my God. Well, I tell you what, let's listen to what the learned gen, uh, journalists are saying. And then we'll take it on the other side.
3: Republicans have been focusing on inflation and crime and other issues and not abortion, of course, which is also the Democrats issue of this campaign. And now the gas pump, inflation and prices up 10 cents just in the last week alone on the expectation that OPEC plus would do exactly what they did overnight, which is the Saudis and Russia announcing big production cuts to keep their prices up. And there's a clear disappointment at the White House. This is going to hurt Democrats. This is going to be incredibly problematic, Andrea, for the White House, for the Democrats going into the midterm, because it can't get more direct. We all have to put gas in our cars. Uh, Our produce, our goods are all affected by this. So this is a very, very hard hit. And I think it can hit in two different ways. I think one in terms of vote choice for those swing voters, those voters who quite haven't made up their mind yet. This may say, you know what? I like this. Democrats, but I just trust the Republicans a little bit more on the economy, on inflation which is what some of the polling, uh, recent polling has shown. The other thing that I worry it can do is it can decrease turnout. So midterms are notorious for being lower turnout elections, especially with key demographic groups in the Democratic Party. So apathy, frustration from these higher gas prices could make some Democrats who otherwise would have turned out stay home. So I think this is really problematic in all cases, aside from it affecting the most vulnerable in our society yet again after coming off the pandemic and the heavy hit that took.
0: All right. So let's, let's understand what these reporters are saying, right? They're saying gas prices are going to go up because OPEC It's uh, created a false shortage that's going to raise prices, uh, something that the Biden administration can't do anything about, absent doing what many capitalists won't like, which is nationalizing the oil industry, keeping the oil in-house, removing the profit motive from taking our oil, remember, notice what I'm saying, our oil out of the ground and doing what they need to do, right? So in other words, the solution is there. The oil belongs to the American people. We could nationalize the oil industry. After all, much of the research comes out of college educa- uh, college universities and much of the work floors come from what was taught in college. Yes, a lot of development occurred by corporations. A lot of it is done by federal grants, et cetera. There is so uh, the resource, the raw resource itself belongs to the people. It's of the land, you know. So there is there is there is a good reason that a a critical resource is nationalized and not allowed. A lot of folks to make profits on it, right? And if every single government that has uh, oil nationalizes its oil industry, then they could, uh, the the people wouldn't have to suffer through giving their monies to rich, wealthy individuals and corporate executives, right? Because remember, remember, when the price of oil goes up, that extra cost. Isn't in what uh, in in producing it or what they have to pay to somebody else? That extra cost, based on our economic system, that extra billions of dollars are simply going into the pockets of a select few. And who are those select few? The people who own the companies, the corporations, etc. That's all that's happening here. But these. Learned journalists haven't told that or explained that to the American people. Moreover, the, the the thought that, well, apathy is going to be greater among the Democrats because gas prices go up and they're going to feel that, oh, my God, I might as well stay home because gas prices are high and Democrats are not going to do anything about it. Or it doesn't matter. I don't have a, a, a say. Why aren't if um, it's a mistrust in the intelligence of the American people? Tell them the truth. The other one says, "Well, you know," and others may decide to swing to the Republicans because they may have a feeling that Republicans uh, will do better for the economy. Journalists don't have to ask that question or make that statement. Journalists are there to report. They should be there to tell Americans the economy does better. Under Democrats, there is it's not even a it's not even a, a dispute there. We have all the studies that's been out for president after president after president that proves the economy has always done better in the aggregate under Democrats, uh, the master that they like to talk about, Reagan, the Reagan miracle or whatever, never really was. In fact, we should have been talking about the Clinton miracle who cleaned up after Reagan and Bush balanced the budget and also increased taxes on the wealthy. And we had the greatest job numbers ever created in American history under President Clinton. Someone I'm not necessarily fond of, but that that's the answer. But that Americans don't know that when American thinks a bunch of jobs created, they think Reagan. They should be thinking Clinton. When they talk about the maximum amount of jobs created under presidencies, it occurred under democratic policy. So when these reporters say, oh, most Americans think that they'll do better under uh, Republicans, it means that reporters themselves have been putting out the Republican lies. So folks, um, you're not going to get it from the mainstream media. They're going to be there kowtowing to the corporate structure. Because the idea is, if we continue to get democratic policy after democratic policy after democratic policy, the continued pilfer that occurs by the wealthy over the masses that whenever they need an extra buck in their pocket, they simply create inflation, they simply increase. And and then when, when the feds are there to clean up inflation, they increase interest rates and they make a whole bunch of money on the increased interest rates again because who is the one loaning the money? The wealthy folks, they get more money from interest and when when the demand, when the feds increase the interest rate by X amount, you know there's a multiple that the banks increase theirs by. More money for them. We are, the mainstream media is so derelict in its duty. So derelict in its duty. That it has allowed fallacies to hurt the people they claim to support or the, the people they're supposed to be serving. That piece, a lot of people would just look at it as, oh yeah, uh, Biden is going to be in trouble because gas prices are going up, etc. Instead of saying... Gasoline prices, if they go up after November, will be the result of extortion by the corporatocracy via OPEC and others. We have a solution, and that is nas- every country that has oil should really nationalize their oil. And in the case of the United States, ensure that our oil, which we are completely self-sufficient in oil, we, ha- we don't, we export energy. We don't have to import anymore. We should keep it all internal and nationalize it. We will have an immediate drop in gasoline prices. I don't think we should drop it too much because we don't want to have a disincentive from going green to save the planet. But we burn the most gasoline, etc. So, folks, please uh, go out there and vote and vote all progressive vote, all progressive as you, uh, the most progressive as you can. And for every election going forward, we have to keep doing the same thing, nurturing progressive politicians and making sure that we give them the support that they need to go out there and win. And secondly, you have to support the means of provide the means that provide truth to the American people. Instead of having to listen to all these, these reporters, And again, it's to to some extent, it's not even their fault. It is how they're taught there. Listen to what she says. She's a journalist. And she said, most people believe that, uh, that, uh, the Republicans would be better for the economy. And that's fine. It's fine that most people believe that, but the next sentence that should have come after that is, but you know, uh, but you know, Andrea, All research that are based on the factual data that we have out there proves that actually the economy does several points better under Democrats. And also because Democrats provide assistance generally to the poor and middle class, they do better under Democrats in general. That is what should have come after. Most people believe that. It is our jobs as journalists to put the truth out. Absolutely. So John Cotter said, if the U.S. will go uh, with, with renewables, we would not be subject to these criminals at OPEC. The technology is here. It is the fossil fuel corporations that do not want it. True. We also have do- uh, Cotter saying that it's the Democrats who uh, the, the OPEC really wants to screw, They, re- which is a fact. Norman Reynolds says, the Republicans have been notorious for mishandling the economy. The duck that quacks says, the Arabs are trying to help their buddies. True. The duck that quacks also say, I just turned 30 to 3,000 miles only on my EV. Wow, good for you, guy. And I I just want to call something out real quick before I go. In my book, as I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right Wing Doom. George W. Bush, the, the, the father, created 3 million jobs, built Clinton created 23.1 million jobs. Ronald Reagan was seven million jobs less at 20 uh, at 16 million. Uh, Gerald Ford 3.8 million. Look look at look at the Democrats. Lyndon Johnson 11.9 million jobs. Harry Truman 8.4 million jobs. Dwight Eisenhower 3.5 million. John Kennedy uh, 3.6 million dollars. Gerald Ford 1.8 million jobs. Again. The data is out there for anybody who wants to really see the data. The economy always does better under democratic leadership bar none. The data is out there. Americans don't know it because we have a dereliction in the duty of whom again? Uh, Peggy Lopez says, I grow veggies in pots outside. I, I love that. Anyhow, folks, I got to get out of here. I got an interview that I'm going, uh, that's scheduled to start at four, which is four right now. So anyhow, let me go ahead and take care of that. Thank you so kindly for being here with me. I want to have one more ask. Please, please, I ask you so kindly, please go ahead, give me a coffee a month. Please subscribe to our uh, to our podcast, which has no, uh, it's both video and audio on Spotify. I uh, Just go to um, the link in there, anchor.fm slash Egberto Willis slash subscribe. I have it inside of the, the, the thing that's the last link in the show. Thank you so kindly for being here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out.